1: We don't need no stinking guests. the hell do it's we nice need time. a guest for?
2: So far, everyone has arrived exactly at 10 o'clock.
1: Nobody has missed their appointment. Somebody Everybody's will. And then we're going to have to be quick.
2: Or we'll just pretend like it never happened.
1: Right? Can we do that?
2: Well, I mean, we can do a show at any moment.
1: We can. We are okay. show men. It's true. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Please subscribe to the channel.
2: Hey, guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it really, really help us out a lot. If you could like, comment and subscribe, this is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto Real Estate. Thanks.
1: In that order. Like, comment, subscribe and hit the damn bell. Show offs. Show offs. Do you like our new background, the the double layer going on here? New background? Oh, you can't see it. No, that's okay. I have the same virtual background that we always have. You're lucky you're in the club. See, Mike won't be in the club.
2: Uh, the layout looks okay
1: for the recording? It's a little off-center, the, the the logo. But the other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, Mike Jones, but I don't hear him. Well, I see letters that represent his name. Yeah. All right. Oh, Can you hear me? We can hear you. We have audio. All oh. right. There we go. Look at perfect. him. Look yeah, at him. Right. Look at
2: that backdrop.
1: You like hey, that? Just those just are expensive chairs back there. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's
3: going on? That's that that, just, uh, that
2: another Sunday morning. Yeah. that
3: is perfect for lighting. I like your background. How do I get a background like that? Do you want yeah, one? We're
2: just talking about
1: how we were. We can
3: give you one. Gonna you one. It's going to
1: cost you. Well, we can That's send the one.
3: Five bucks. That's okay. We can send From the you odd duck out here. It's okay.
2: That's okay. That's We're in the studio. That's why. Unfortunately, Unfortunately you're, you're coming live that's right, from, from because on site. We're due, we're due to un-
1: unforeseen circumstances um, that some call a pandemic. Mike is joining us from his own studio today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I put a lot of money into getting the studio ready. I that's hope you right. Can tell yeah, it.
1: I bet. The production value is through the roof today. This is great. Mike Jones, welcome back to the show. Thanks for Thank coming. You, you Thank are you. our first repeat guester. Oh my God. You will go down in the annals of the Toronto real estate <laughs> show Time Capsule.
3: Oh, good to hear. I'm lucky glad. you I, Yeah. I think and we did it in, in June and a lot's changed even since then, right? So was it June, July?
1: It's a different planet since you were on the show last time. That's for damn yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Things were a little You're we kind of
2: in the refinance like we were wondering if people were refinancing their homes to get themselves out of trouble, right? And now it's like they're refinancing their homes to buy themselves a boat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? Well, when rates are under 2%, right? Why not? Yeah. So, that's the thing, right? Is um I feel like with rates where they are, there's so many different things that people want to do with their money from Hey, I can I can borrow the money at two and reinvest it, and make a higher rate. I can borrow the money and I can pay off my debts. I can borrow my money and pay off my mortgage at three and a half and get two. Mm-hmm. I can borrow it and renovate because it's cheap. Like there's just there's so many reasons why people would want to refinance right now. It's you know debt consolidations. Go, it goes on and on. So
1: well, so where are we with rates right now? Because I'm reading a lot of stuff talking about rates or. Going to be on their way up again if they're not already starting to creep up. Not yeah, so much the central bank rate, but the the, the, the loan rates.
3: The fixed. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was a point in time, probably the last month, where we were just about, you know, so there's two different types of rates, right? We have uh, insured, which means somebody's buying and they have less than 20% down. And then we have insurable or uninsurable, which is two different but similar. Um, so Insured rate up until Friday uh, was 1.59, 1.54, 1.64, bouncing between that depending on the lender. Uh, now they're about 1, 1.84, 1.94. So we went up about 20, 25 basis points depending on the banks. Uh, the uninsurable rate about 1.94, 2.04 right now from 1.84. So. I mean, it's, it's a good thing when rates go up and people go, oh my God, now 2% looks high. Right?
0: Like when it was
3: on its way down and we hit 2%, we were jumping for joy. Right. then when it's going back up a little bit, we hit that 2% mark again, people are going, oh my God, the world's (laughs) coming to
2: an end. I can't believe
3: it. So how
1: how many, how many people actually have to, uh, qualify for the, what's the test called?
3: the stress test. So yeah. everybody, everybody, every single mortgage, every do, single right? mortgage
1: so, is, is based on being able to go in two points higher.
3: Uh, 4.74, even oh. higher than that, almost two points. So 4.74 today. So one thing that, that I say, which is, you know, funny <laughs> with, with all the activity, all the real estate activity and houses, you know, going for way over and you know, the, the market going up is everybody qualifies today for the same amount they did a year ago. That hasn't changed. Right. Like, so, now the overall payment on the property that's changed, but you know, everybody qualifies for the same amount they did a year mm-hmm. ago cause they're qualifying in the stress test. So, you know, here's what you qualify at. And you know, here's what the rates are. They're relevant. So that's one thing that regardless of the rates that hasn't changed. So a common question I get is how come all of a sudden the market's going like this and you know, what's, what's enabled it. And yeah. So you know, hold,
1: hold on it. a sec. You said 4.75. What did that represent? Is that what you have to qualify for?
3: That's the bank's posted rate, right? So the banks have this thing called the posted rate, which, you know, if you bank there, um, we'll give you our special discounted rate that everyone else in the world gets. But we're going to put this posted rate of 4.75 on there or 4.74. So -hmm. when you come in as a customer, we're going to say, Daryl, listen, okay? We give everyone else 4.74, but you're special. We're going to give you 1.94, right? And so the posted rate is what they use the only reason i mean i shouldn't say the only reason but they pull that rate back out when you go to pay your your mortgage off right so then they go oh daryl you have two years left we could have lent you this money at 4.74 but we didn't we gave it to you at this low rate now you're paying it off and we can only lend it out at two percent now so you got to pay the difference and that's where the interest rate differential comes from so that's when you hear people tactics. having huge penalties right so
2: yeah, these bank-
3: Exactly. They mention on the way in, like, hey, uh, you're getting this special rate. You're not going to get the post rate. But when you're on your way out, they throw that back at you and say, oh, by the way, this is why your penalty is going to be 20 grand to pay off a $300,000 mortgage two years early. So, so
2: I, I want to go over something because this is, this is on my mind and I'll forget about it. So there's all sorts of like little gimmicks and stuff like that, that every industry has. Okay. And what the mortgage brokerage industry is is they advertise these really low rates on the radio and the TV. Okay. And it's always I always hear it, you know. I'm like, you know, talk to talk to Mike Jones, you know, he's gonna get you the best rates, he's gonna get you, you know, the best service and 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 deal with you and everything else. And you're gonna be really happy in the end. And they say, well I heard on the radio that I'm gonna get 1.3 and and all this other nonsense. And every time I tell them the same thing, you will not get that rate that's just there to get you to call and the customer service is going to be low and in the end you probably pay more and you're going to feel like you got yeah. you know taken advantage of. So explain to people why mortgage companies can even post that low rate and what you how many hoops you have to jump through to even get it.
3: Well, so it's it's uh I guess the easiest thing to say is it's not necessarily that you can't get that rate, but if you're <laughs> There's certain things that to me should be important to you if you're getting a mortgage right so prepayment privilege you know ability to increase your payments mortgage being portable mortgage being assumable um you know the lender like as a broker we have 30 different lenders not all lenders are the same as far as service and everything else goes right so um you know to, to get lower rates, sometimes what they do is they cut these things off. It's not portable. It's not assumable. Or, you know, hey, we're going to reduce how much you can pay the mortgage off. Or, you know, you're not going to let you increase your penalties. Because by taking these things away, you know, if if I'm getting a mortgage at a bank and the bank pretty much knows that I'm not going to be making lump sums and paying this down, they know they're collecting every cent of interest from me, right? So there's ways that they can cut it off by do, cutting those things out. And that's a lot of the time what happens and then they, the rate ends up at say 1.4 right and the client's happy until three years down the road when their house isn't big enough and they want to move and they find out they can't port the mortgage right i'm not saying all mortgages at 1.3 or 4 or whatever can't be ported at the th- but a lot of times that's what i see is they take them away and they're called no frill mortgages right so they take they take all these things away here you go here's your rate and a lot of people you know my phone rings once or twice a day just with you know anonymous hello, this is Mike speaking. How can I help you? Hi, what's your rate? (laughs) And unfortunately it's so much more than, Oh, hi, it's 1.4. Thanks. See you later. It's, you know, are you a first time home buyer? Like, sorry, are you have like, you have more or less than 20% down? How much are you buying for? You know, what kind of term do you want? What's your income level? How's your credit? Like there's so many things. It's not just like, you know, Oh, here's the rate. And but those types of products, which are very common, I get phone calls on them all the time, and and maybe they're for some people. Maybe some people know 100. I'm going to move into this property. I'm going to leave here for five years, and I'll figure it out in five years. I'm not going to do anything, and that's fine. It's just, you know, in this field, and I'm sure TK, you see it all the time. Uh, you have to account for the unexpected, right? Like people pass away, people get divorced, people get moved from work. All these other things happen, and those and, and
2: those those penalties. What we're talking about here, because you said about the posted rate. We're not talking about 500 dollars. You could be twenty five thousand oh, dollars in order to break yeah. that mortgage. For sure. And so you save twenty basis points, and you think you're a hero because yeah. you bragged all your friends at the dinner parties that you got this great deal on a mortgage, and you're paying twenty grand on the back end when and you have to make end. a change.
3: And and like I mean, there's yeah, there's tons of products, and they lock you in, right? Like and, you can't and would leave they explain that to people? Yeah, oh that, yeah, they should they should. Well, I hope they do. But like do you there's one. There are where nefarious
2: like- people in the world in all businesses who may not explain the entire complexity of a contract to the client, right? Yeah. I mean it exists. I'm not yeah. saying mortgage people are in particular, but there's there's always gonna be somebody who is just I, I, overworked, I, I, too much volume, they're advertising on the radio or TV, they're just they're they're just contract, 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 and they are not explaining everything to people. So in the end they go, yeah well, you know, you were, it was on the contract. You should have read it or, you know, you should have read this and and, you, and we explained yeah. this. And you go, what? I never heard about that and now I got to pay 20 Oh, for sure. And why did I go with those guys? And that's, you have to be very careful.
1: Do people actually, like, do lenders negotiate? I mean, most of their contracts are set pretty much in stone. Maybe they're flexible on a couple of things, but the lenders generally have contracts that are heavily, yeah. heavily, heavily in their favor, right?
3: I mean, find, they have a team a of with the terms lawyers want, right? that have, you know, written these things up, but I mean, there's no, I mean, speak on the broker side, because I, I, it's a common question I get from clients. Like, can you go back to them and tell them I want better if I'm going to go with them? And it's like, they're offering their best rates right up front. Right. And, and that's what, you know, as, as when I'm dealing with it, like I send TK mortgage in for approval, you know, there's no Room for like, hey, you know what he's a good buddy of mine. Can you please just do a little bit better? I right. Tried. Like it's it didn't work. I said <laughs> I, I
2: said, please give me, give <laughs> but, me the best. But it,
3: exactly. But, but it's, it's a really different it's,
2: lenders, it's, though. You say so and, and so is it around and offering this. Which one do you want? They're this and you'll explain it to me and say, They're the same, you've got the same prepayment, you're yeah. getting that 10 basis points here. Is that what you want to do? And and then you explain the pros and cons of going with one over the other. And and that's what you know, that's what it takes that people undervalue that side of the Mortgage broker um
3: service, right? Well, well so they, what
1: what can you actually do for the client as a broker in the middle there? When, when so, the
3: So I mean I just I I go to I know, you know, say I'm working with TK and his want is rate. That's it. Then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find the best rate I can. Who, which lender is the best rate? Combined with again, I don't like the no frill stuff. So I'm not gonna do it with like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna, you know, cut off your prepayment privileges and it's not gonna be portable, but you're gonna get the best rate. But you know, want. you know, their, their goal is, Hey, you know what? I want a line of credit to open up as I pay my mortgage down. Well, that eliminates 19 lenders I deal with. So now I can deal with this little block and let's see who's got the best right there. So you just kind of listen. And, and also, I mean, when it comes to self-employed, so um, all banks treat self-employment differently. That's, that's one area where I say, you know, you can have a client who's self-employed and they go to their bank and the bank says, absolutely not. And then I might send that to another bank that looks and goes, this is great. Look at his gross mm-hmm. income. He wrote these things off. We can add in, you know, he wrote off a vehicle. We can add that back to So let's pretend you gross a hundred thousand dollars for your business. Then you start writing stuff down. Okay. Here's 10 grand on my vehicle. I spent now I'm at 90 the capital cost allowance, five grand working from home expense, 10 grand. So I'm at 75 now. Right.
1: Yep.
3: So you go to all your banks and you go, Hey, I need to get a mortgage for 500,000. They say you made 75. You don't qualify. Well, some banks I can take your tax return I can look at these expenses you wrote off and I can add those back to your bottom line and now you're back at 100 right so here you go now you got 100,000 a year in income and you do qualify for a $500,000 mortgage here you go right your all banks here's the
2: Daryl, this is because I think your question is kind of like, what does a broker do? And this is, I'm not going to hype up Mike here. This is like in general, what a good mortgage broker should do. They should Should be able to have enough experience with so many different lenders that when they look at someone, they say, you know, here's the areas that you need to improve on because there's a product out there that's going to be like suited for you so that you can get a mortgage sooner and get into the market sooner and then get the best rate. You don't have to go to a B lender and then work with you along those lines. And that's something that I find value in is when you're dealing with a mortgage broker to come to them and say, Hey, what is it that I need to do to make sure that I get the best mortgage product out there for me based on my particular situation. And there's a lot of experience in that because if you're working at the bank and you're an employee of the bank, you got like, what, three types of mortgages that they offer. And you're like, A, B, or C, you know, you don't qualify for any, you know, come back next year where a mortgage broker would say, I've got, I don't know how many products you'd be happy. You'd have choose from Mike, but lots. And then they lots this, and, do. And, and
3: think think about this side of it too, okay? So the market's extremely competitive, right? TK finds a buyer home. Generally, the chances of putting a condition in there are next to nothing. So many buyers, when they're putting that offer in, they want to make that final phone call like, okay, I'm just going to call my mortgage guy, just make sure I'm going to put this offer and everything's going to be okay. So it's Saturday night, you're putting the offer in, okay? You're dealing with a bank branch. What do you do? You know, said, when, when you're there your getting phone? your mortgage approval, go ask the, the off bank manager Mondays. for his personal cell phone number and ask if you can call him at eight o'clock on a Saturday night and see if he'll pick up or she'll pick up. Right? I doubt it. Right? Or even just maybe ask the person you're dealing with inside the bank. Hey, can I have your personal cell number? I'm gonna give you a call when I'm putting the offering on Saturday. It won't happen. So, you know, as far as shopping products and all these things, you know, we have 35 banks worth of products. The bank has one. As far as giving service and advice. At a time right now where, you know, it is so competitive, you don't have time to, you know, okay, oh my God, I'm going to go $50,000 more than what I was hoping to do. I still qualify for that, but what's that going to cost me per month, right? You need to make a phone call. So as a broker right now, I'm getting tons of phone calls because, you know, all these people I have pre-approved are putting offers in. They're not winning them all, but they're putting offers in, but, you know, I'm picking up, I'm giving reassurance, I'm letting them know, okay, if you go in here, here's what the payment's going to be, that type of thing. If you're dealing with your bank branch, won't happen.
1: So hold on a sec. So, so because of the way things are right now out in the market, which is crazy, right? We've talked about it a bunch of times that we have multiple offers on everything. Is that still true, TK, from last week? Can you quantify this statement for us live? Let's let's uh, let's go live
2: to the studio. Um, we, we're starting to see changes. I mean, I'm not. Prices are still at the same point they were last week but we've we've seen like there's so many more listings this week. I was out with buyers this weekend. There was a ton more options. There was way more. So there's less multiple offers out there now. I was even in a property yesterday where there was no multiple offers and it was just offers anytime cuz they'd already tried that strategy. They raised the price and said, "Here you go. This is the price we want." So definitely changes compared to a couple of weeks ago. So that's in the GTA. I'm not seeing that in the other smaller markets, the secondary markets, the, the, the berries, the Peter bros, the Hamilton's I'm hearing whispers that there's still the 10 to 20 offers going on over there.
3: Yeah, there is.
1: Yeah. So, so Mike, you're constantly getting phone calls from, from potential clients saying, Hey, like, uh, I know you, I know you pre-qualified me at this number, but, uh, I really like this house mike i'm gonna need a little bit more
3: is it gonna work the the call is usually um i'm gonna go in without conditions and is that okay right that's that's (laughs) usually the phone call and and as as a as a broker i'm
1: going in firm how quickly can you get me the money back me up on this one how quickly can you get me this loan yeah i'm closing in eight days
3: as a broker um it's hard for me, first off, I've never been to the house, right? So let's say I say, oh, God, you're fine. Go ahead. Fire away. And then mm. I find out, like, you know, the house has a leak in, in the foundation and there's two feet of water in the basement. Like, oh, what? I didn't know that. Like, We can so cover
1: was, that up, can't we? We, yeah, we, we no got problem. money we on the, the, the line. Everybody's here, got right? money on the line here. You know what?
3: We'll just call it a pool in the listing. So, <laughs> indoor but pool. It, it'll, yeah. yeah, indoor pool. But, so, I can never guarantee, A, especially when with with appraisals. I mean, we need appraisal on every deal. And so sometimes people say, Well, I bought a house two years ago, they didn't do an appraisal. Well, there's two types, right? They do an auto appraisal, which means they kind of do their work on their end and they say, Yeah, he bought for a reasonable price. We're not gonna ask him for anything. Or average sale prices between seven and eight hundred on this street. You bought for nine, let's get a full blown appraisal, right? So we never know what they're gonna appraise at, first off. And honestly, so far I've been lucky, I haven't seen any come in low. Um, but that worry is always there. That can so- until you have a final approval with the bank with that address on hold on let
1: me clarify you've never seen an
3: appraisal come
1: back that you thought was low or that the potential buyers Uh, thought was low
3: no 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 i'm saying in during this last six to eight months of chaos i personally haven't had anyone purchase a property and have an appraisal come in low
1: but we like higher appraisals right
3: we want it to come in at least the purchase price Otherwise, at least the purchase price, sure. At least the purchase price. So, how often does it
1: come in under the purchase price, and how often I over?
3: I, I personally, I've been very fortunate. I haven't seen any. So, I, I know they're out there. I've heard of them. I'm sure TK has. But for me personally, I have 500K. Yeah.
1: Under? A
2: under? A while back. Yeah, you're right. In the last six to eight months, because they're not going inside the houses. So I only had one. I did an exclusive deal. It was like a builder site. So it was like it, it was not finished and they wanted to come and look. It was still under construction. The guy came in, it was no big deal, but there's not a single other property that I've sold or that I know of that had a, um, a, a appraiser go inside the property. They just walk outside and ask us for more yeah. pictures if they don't have enough info. COVID so- rules. They're not allowed.
3: They're not allowed mm-hmm. in properties. I don't believe still. So, so do, do bank I thank you I- for some, yeah. Right.
2: The bank can't yeah. force him to go. So this guy came in. I guess he was willing, but the bank probably can't tell the appraiser, yeah. you need to go inside or else we're not paying you. It's but, probably like some, I don't
1: know. Well, they can he, take he, them off the list of, uh, they can take them off the list of appraisers that they'll, they'll, you know, consider an appraisal from.
2: I'd, I'd be the guy <laughs> say, I'm oh, no, sorry. Yeah. That I mean, guy,
1: he's not on the list anymore. He wouldn't go inside.
2: 20 <laughs> appraisals a day. Yeah. Well, let's kind of change directions then. I mean, like we're we're looking at we're looking at the market. I mean, we're always talking about the numbers and stuff. And Mike obviously has good insight to that.
1: Are there people um, just lining up to lend people money right now? Like, is it just like, hey, Mike, get me into something? I, I no, a
3: lot like of people private, doing second
1: I mean. mortgages. Yeah, I, everything. I mean, anybody can go yeah. to a bank.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean. As, as far as like, you know, are you saying lenders calling me to lend their money out?
1: Are people looking to to lend against real estate? Like, is there a frenzy? It seems like on the buying there end, it's pretty hits. crazy. To, to be
3: honest, that's never changed. That's a phone call that I receive a couple times a week from random people. Hi, I got some money in the bank. I'd like to lend out, you know, that, that's that's normal. That's From that's random people?
1: Just, just give them my number.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it is. You know, they'll see it on, on my personal website shows, you know, do like private and banks and everything like that. So that's probably why they call. But so um, how's the how's the values? the? Yes. Yeah, sorry.
1: sorry. Well, I was going to say, are there is there a big appetite for second mortgages right
3: now? They're always if you want to get money out there, you can. No problem. Right. Because there's a lot of people who don't fit that box to get into a lender right now because maybe their employment's changed due to COVID or you know, whatever the reason is, or maybe their employment changed due to COVID eight months ago and then they fell behind on a couple credit cards, score dropped a little bit and now they got to build it back up, right? So um, you know, there's, there's always an appetite to get second mortgages out. I mean, as a broker, if, if somebody comes to me for a mortgage, my goal is to always put them through a bank before I just throw them into something private um, or at least you want to look into, okay, sorry, we got to go private, but we got to do this. What's the exit strategy? Business. And how yeah. are we going to get out of here? Because yeah. sitting at, you know, what's a private mortgage for private second mortgage. If I told you I'm going to get you nine percent, I'd be yeah. happy. Right. Like, yeah. So, you know, it's not what I want to put you in Um, most certainly. So, but it depends on the situation, everyone's situation. There's some people, for example, um, I did one on Wednesday or Thursday this week. He's he's building. Right. And I said, okay, I'm thinking, okay, you want to go private. And he knew he called me. He wants, I want a private mortgage. I'm going to build. I'm like, okay, why do you want private? Because it's just going to be a lot easier than dealing with a bank. I said, yeah, you're right. Then it's short term. You're looking at six months in and out. Rates are relevant over short term. If I told you I'm going to give you 7% over the next five years, not so much. But if I told you I'm going to give you 7 over the next six months, as opposed to 4 at a bank for a construction loan, because it's not like the banks are lending out construction loans at one point whatever so
1: but that doesn't end up being the rate after the broker fee and the lending fee and oh, the yeah. legal Shh, fee about the broker and the... fee
3: at the lawyer office okay no, i'm just joking yeah, yeah you, you... there's a lot of
1: fees before you actually get the there money
3: is. Yeah. there is 100 percent. so
1: what but yeah. what are the real rates so for example if i'm taking out a second mortgage against my house so that i can buy something else make an investment yeah. what am i actually yeah. paying on this loan
3: well, you know what there's lots that'll go into it i'd say a range on a second i mean you go anywhere from seven to twelve to be honest it's going to come down to how like how's your credit you know how much provable income do you have what's the loan of value like, is your house worth a million and we're lending you up to 400 or is your house worth a million and you're looking for 850 right are we at 85 or we had 50 percent? these are the things that determine the risk level i guess for the lender and the risk level really is going to be what determines the rate so yeah big time um
2: one, one of the big concerns, though, right now is that, you know, people are borrowing too much money, that there's going to be a, a wave of people who are financially strapped, the economy's hurting. Uh, we've got people who are, you know, out of jobs, who's still facing lockdowns, like there's just so much stuff like that. There's a lot of chatter about that. And I think yeah. I'm not seeing the really, you know, hurt people out there, because a lot of them are probably going to the banks and refinancing to get themselves out of trouble to help their businesses and stuff like that, too. So what do you see?
3: Well, you know what, though? What I see is that the banks are looking at income tighter than ever. And, you know, they're they're going, okay. well, you said he makes 50 grand a year. As of December 2020, he made 47 last year. Mm -hmm. What happened? Oh, he was off for two weeks. Oh, so he was affected by COVID. Was he good to know? Write that down. Right. So, I mean, the banks are looking at this stuff because they want to know. We don't know if there's going to be a a third wave or we're shut down. But I mean, whoever was shut down in the first wave probably got shut down in the second wave, you know, and, and would in the Could third, shut right? Down so again, yeah. you know, the banks aren't necessarily you know wanting to help people who are currently affected. Did you guys hear my dog growling here? He's never I mean, he made a noise. He's a little puppy. No, it's okay. He's looking out the window. I apologize. Um, so but the banks aren't looking to necessarily just shoot money away to people if they know that they're they're having issues, right? So and that's where when you say, What do we do? Private. Private will go, okay, let's do this mm-hmm. until everything's you know, back, back to normal and then, you know, get out of it. So
2: there's, there's, there's a few people selling, like, you know, I'm seeing it. I think the main thing is that the prices have gone up so much that people have options. Right. So, yeah, you know, like we said, you know, mm-hmm. the private money maybe is a little bit cheaper because they got a ton of equity. And if they don't qualify for the banks then they can go and, and get some money to keep their businesses going, the government's had the stimulus, um, you know, available to people, you know, as best they can to try to help out businesses that are suffering, And then if someone does need to sell I mean, they're going to get a ton of money for their house. Right. And maybe their options are limited, but they're going to go out and and buy something else or, or, you know, sell a rental property or something like that too. Um, We just, we haven't seen the huge economic effects of the, of the pandemic yet. That's, that's the, that's the truth. Right. And everyone buying right now all over North America and probably the world, everyone buying real estate right now is proof of
3: that. Oh, for sure. And, I mean when we when this thing first started right like so last March or April and, and it's like if we had the same meeting and we were forecasting right when the first lockdown started in March and we were forecasting would your forecast have been that prices would go to where they're where they've gone and that rates would go I, I, I guess you can make an argument for rates right because I mean they dropped the rates to kind of keep things strong but I personally maybe I'm crazy but I mean, what percentage of houses gone up in the last year now, almost right a year in March? Detached 30%. Right?
2: C- yeah. See, oh, I, I, I didn't hear anybody pandemic. saying
3: it was going to do
1: that. <laughs>
3: I no, didn't
2: hear one I, I no, guy, hear guy that, on YouTube right? saying... CMHC
1: C- so C- C- M- C- M- H- C- is now saying that uh, Toronto real it. estate it. is going to be soaring. When I love it. When this thing was going on, they're talking like 18% was a good case scenario, right? Dropping 18% was a good case scenario. Now... It's it's yeah. a soaring Toronto housing market. Yeah. They're right? they're, they're
2: off too. Like that that's a poorly timed article. Like they literally they literally have announced that at the time where things are actually, you know, starting to to settle down a little bit more in Toronto, right? Well, like CMHC just doesn't have a good sense of anything. No. So,
1: but they no. they but they're like risk management. Like, so that's the, what's what they the do.
2: Why are they, why, are they, why are they releasing that article? What are they trying to do to so They're the just
1: trying to slow it down, install it, because, I mean, listen, what tools do they have? They've already promised rates are going to stay low for, you know, another two years. They're basically at zero. I mean, what are they going to put it at? 0.0125 next?
2: Yeah, so. They're giving away money to try to boost up the rental supply. Like they're trying to do as much as possible to the create, uh, uh, the housing. Uh,
1: the guy from the Bank of Canada made it pretty clear. Tiff. A couple, yeah, Tiff McCallum or whatever his name is. Macklem, yeah, Macklem. He he made it really friggin' clear that like we're gonna keep our our foot off the brake for a, a while longer and just kind of see what the new relationship between unemployment and money and spending is. Because we noticed that, you know, when people are unemployed, they still spend money when we give them free money every month. It's so yeah. weird. Mm. So, so the markets exactly. are going to be flush with money. They've made it very clear that they'll do whatever it takes in order to keep this housing market going because it's the only market that's going right now like they came flat out and said that
3: it's Household keeping the economy I mean, going
2: right like think about it all the money that's out there and people have access to and um you know i don't know what percentage of gdp uh housing and in the real estate sector is but uh, it's grown It's whatever whatever number it was before it's it's a lot higher now right and that's what people are um you know yeah re- residential
1: Residential purchases as a percentage of like GDP growth is through the roof, like 3% higher than the U.S. at its peak uh, Mm -hmm. before the the Great Recession, which I think was the one right before this one, which is technically not a recession unless you were a waiter.
3: Well, uh, yeah, it's... It's, it's wild to see everything that's kind of going on, but it's, a lot of families are saving a lot of money and they have extra money and, and they're looking at stuff now. And they, You know what? Like, how many times, you know, say my family, we go on vacation once a year or something like that. And to go away, family four, summer sunny for a week, all inclusive resort, you're looking at six to eight grand, save that. Sports, how many people spend four or five grand a year just to put their kid through a year of hockey or baseball or what? You know, really that money hasn't been there's there's so many people saving money. And I know that things I've seen is that household savings has increased greatly because you can't bring your kids to a movie, you can't go to a movie, there's no going out for dinner really. And you know, like there's there's all these things where you'd spend money. You know, the only the only I'm sure Amazon spending's gone up, right? Like, but everyone's just oh buy it off Amazon, buy it off Amazon. But other than that, like what's there to spend money on? You can't go anywhere, you can't do anything, right? So that creates people Real more estate. savings, and hey, why don't we save up and buy a rental property, and you know whatever, right? And it's so. So how many more people are buying rentals,
2: Mike? How yeah. many more percentage of business uh, two years ago compared to today uh, on rental
3: properties? Um, that's a good question. It, it depends. There's also a basket of deals where you know there's something called a family plan. So like I can buy a house, you know, for my son to live in, and put five percent down, up, you know, minimum. And as long as it's being occupied by a family member, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to put. I've never thought of a percentage of deals that I do are rentals, but 20 maybe. I, you I think just it's gone up. A random number out there. Like one do you empire. think it's gone
2: up? More people are
3: buying well, rentals. They're calling you and saying, hey, Mike, I'm, ready to, I'm no, ready to buy a rental. It's probably harder yeah, to
1: qualify. I it's,
3: yeah, I think it's, um, it's, it's relatively the same, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's relatively the same. It hasn't changed too much.
2: Last time you were on our show, we asked you about percentage of refis versus purchases. I don't remember what your answer was, but how do you feel today? Right
3: now, 70, 30, 75, 25, refi to purchase. Yeah,
2: and
3: and what it is for myself is I have a ton of people pre-approved, right? Uh, Mm. It'll be a great year if they all find houses, but- you know i'm getting phone calls i think wednesday night you know two different real estate agents calling me same property two different clients hey we're going in at this and this okay and then another one hey same property going or well, you
1: can make some money on that deal
3: Yeah, no, I never. hey and so go I, go to this you'll win but no give me, give me five grand because was like 32 offers so <laughs> it doesn't you know but i guess forces. yeah but that so that's that's the problem so is, hold on a sec you did know, you
1: get did you get did one of your buyers win? Neither of them. No,
3: oh! of them. And it's, it's, it's par for the course because that's what's uh. happening a lot this year, right, is, is I have clients putting... So right now I just, I find what we're doing is we're doing a lot of work. We're doing pre-approvals. We're doing all these things. It's great. Here you go. You're pre-approved but now you no got to find a house. Right? And, then, and the, then
1: the cost of the house goes up while they're trying to find a house.
3: Exactly. So and I'm sure TK said, I mean, I just I mean, you said the cost of the house goes up. I've, I've had people... You know, I can't think of anyone off my head, but over the years, like, well, like three years ago, you know, I'm not going to buy a host right now. The market's crazy. I'm going to wait for (laughs) it and it's gone up 35%, 40%. You know, like, so I'm sure I I had someone
2: tell me the other day about a particular buyer that I took out 10 years ago and they wanted to buy for $300,000 and they told me the market's going to crash. We're going to rent and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm the smart guy, $300,000 in, in the 416 area. And they moved into a rental. And I asked about them, the other maybe it was like six months ago. He says, "Yeah, they're still renting, waiting for the market to crash." Okay, <laughs> so, so... Million dollar house today that they could have bought and paid the exact same that they were paying rental. And they had great jobs. They had the down payment. They had credit. Everything was in line.
1: So, so, but are we in the? Are we getting close to a bubble bursting here? Is it? Is it like? It's definitely inflating, right? Can we all agree that there is signs of a? excessive exuberance forming in the market.
2: (laughs) Yes. 30% increases it yearly is
3: exactly that. Is sustainable? Is
1: it sustainable in the new normal? Which we might be in.
3: Let's look at rates. I'm going to pull my trusty calculator out here. And let's look at what the difference is and what that's done to currently hoist of things up sorry i'm logging into another system the
2: stress test does protect us from the rise of interest rates being the catalyst for a crash
1: that's like that's that- what i was thinking before the show that it's a really it's a great foreshadowing making people qualify for a few points higher than exactly. than they're under yeah. especially if you know you're going to like keep it ridiculously manipulatively low for a yep. long time and then you plan to like Put the brakes mind, on and see what happens.
2: Your mindset changes, right? Like, oh, this is just I'm borrowing money. Oh, no big deal. Six hundred thousand dollar mortgages, a million dollar mortgage. There's there's over a million dollar mortgages out there.
1: No, but what they'll do, they'll bring it up a quarter point every quarter for like two years or something, until they get back up to three four percent, and it'll
2: when your renewal comes, and hopefully now you've paid off your principal enough. So then when that comes up, you can just re it. So just go back up to 25 years
1: and then you'll be able to keep your payment the same Forget right, 25 so years. There's 30 and 35 now. Okay, Come on. Only, yeah, right? so but so. listen, this is what they're doing. They're making this in a, a more fluid, a more market-like market. Like, I mean, y- y- you can only buy five Bitcoins for the price of a house in a lot of places, right? Like, they're just... Mm-hmm. But they're making it easier to transact and to trade houses now, in a in a digital world, right?
3: So, seven hundred thousand dollars mortgage right now, Mm -hmm. based off rates. I just use one point eight nine, which is just a rate, right? Just random. Hold on, seven hundred thousand dollars
1: mortgage. How how much is this house?
3: Well, i just doesn't matter. One point four two. 9, whatever, right? I'm just assuming 20% down, right? So
1: 20% down. But let's okay. just
3: say, just to compare numbers and show you what. So 700,000 at 1.89. I wish we did that this last last week and it would have been at 1.69 and the numbers would have been greater. But let's just say, you know, you get 700,000 right now. It's $2,927. Okay. That's just a mortgage. 25 years, by the way. Okay? How much? How much? I'm how not, much? I'm not. Sorry.
1: How much? And how, how much is the mortgage and what's the payment?
3: So, 700,000, 1.89, 25 years, 2,927 bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. 700,000 last year rates were 2.89 at this point, point. Hmm. 3273. So we're looking at 350 bucks um, difference. So increase 10% cheaper for, I guess you'd say, right? Like, take 10% off the 3,200, that's 327, and you're basically there. So- but if you
2: have a $600,000 mortgage and rates go up 2%, you're paying an extra $12,000 a year in interest.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that, right? that's a lot of payment money. What the hell's the, the house internet, that
1: you're getting? So- what are you getting, a $900,000 house here?
3: I'm just, sure. I'm just doesn't running matter.
1: any numbers, right? But what do you but- get for $900,000 gonna- now?
3: Nine hundred thousand
2: dollars house in in Durham or something like that. You can get something decent condos or whatever. There's
3: there's stuff out there. Um, but I mean that's the difference three hundred and fifty bucks.
2: Not not monumental, not something that's going to make or break somebody. You know, so I think the two two percent. I think everyone's going to be, you know, three hundred and fifty bucks per
1: month more on your mortgage payment.
3: Last yeah. year than this year for that mortgage yeah. amount, right? So that's now, good because
1: you. how much more are we paying for everything else that we're, we're spending money on right now? Are we paying less overall?
3: Yeah, our, for sure. Oh.
2: Transit, like, you know, doing our, doing, doing our taxes right now. I'm looking at how many kilometers I drove, how
1: many. Uh, so, but we're spending gas. more on like food and clothing and that kind of stuff, but we're spending less overall money.
2: More on food oh. and clothing. Um, my cl- my clothing budget was zero last year. I mean, didn't you, you need know, a, like winter clothes? You're always about clothes? what shirt you're going to wear, and what suit you're going to buy, and all that stuff. And last year, I'm like, you know, was, I bought a, you know, a good okay pair of job, I got.
3: pants, and then I got three colors. Right, so that like, blue, green, black. That's all I, I have. All eight white
2: shirts. That's all I need. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so, um, so you know, stress test now. Okay, so mm-hmm. this the payment. Let's just say today, 700k. Payments 2927. Qualifying stress test payment, so I said we have to qualify at 4.74. So the payment you have to qualify at is $3,968. So $1,040 per month more you have to qualify for on a mortgage payment so than you can, the You can tolerate
2: an increase in $1,000 a month payment and still yeah. be within the, the ratio.
1: Whoa. Right?
2: Yeah. So, so but that's, but here's my other point though here is, 5 years on a $700,000 mortgage. I don't know if you can tell me the exact number. 25 year ammo, Mike. How much did my principal go down?
3: Okay, so starting at 7 at yeah. 2.89, your yeah. ending balance after 5 years is 597052, okay? Okay.
2: So $110,000 something like that. 100 Yeah. Is it 590? 590? 590.
3: Yeah, 597. So you've okay, gone so 100, down 100 yeah. uh, 103,000 at 2. Yeah. Eight so nine. now I got a six
2: hundred thousand okay. dollar mortgage. If I, if my circumstances have changed financially, whatever it is, instead mm-hmm. of doing twenty year amortization, oh, I can go back up to twenty five year. Yeah, yeah. And now my payment's going to be at four percent. And now my payment's going to be a thousand dollars less, whatever it is, right?
3: Yeah. And then at, at one point eight nine, you're not going to owe five ninety seven. You're going to owe five eighty five, right? So that's the difference. So, that
2: one percent interest you pay, you pay out more. So one percent
3: interest not only are you paying $350 less per month, but you're also paying 12,000 more off the principal. Is that the compounding? Why does that work like that? Well, because you know, when the, when the interest rates lower, less of the payment goes towards the principal, uh, the interest, sorry. So that's, that's why you have more, more of it is geared towards principal. So, and then to reverse it out at 4.74, you'd owe 617,000 at the end of the term. Mm. So that swing is fifteen plus sixteen. You're at thirty-one k more. You owe in You've five paid, years. You paid
2: off thirty-one thousand yeah. dollars more because of the difference in interest rates.
3: Yeah. Okay. So total total payments that you would make total interest would be one hundred fifty-five mm, thousand. dollars It's a lot. At four point seven four and seven hundred
2: thousand. But you're in the house Man. of your dreams, right? So this is what everyone's all these decisions people are making right now numbers are great i know i get that you know interest rates are great and getting that 1.3 interest rate sounds really fantastic but honestly what's the most important thing about when you're moving it's about being happy it's about being with your family it's about being in the right schools it's about having a commute time that you're comfortable with like yeah. isn't that why we're into housing why is everyone using their house as some investment vehicle that they're gonna, you know yeah. you know because they don't make like enough that?
1: money at their job the, the, well, it doesn't the, make
2: sense to do that. No, but salaries you're, you're not aren't. Be happy.
1: No, but salaries don't keep the up with uh, cost of living and ability to uh, have home ownership, right? So it's mm-hmm. their people are making up for it with all this cheap, free money and and the second income. That's why all yeah. the refinance, right?
3: Yeah,
2: I, I get it, but, but it, that's that should be the basis of your decision, right? Like moving up to Barry or you know, going somewhere that you think is, you know, going to be cheaper and that you're going to be saving all this money and all that kind of stuff. But you're on the, you know, in the middle of winter, you've got a two hour commute each way because you got to go back to the office now twice a week. Doesn't sound like that's a really enjoyable experience.
3: <laughs> well, you know what <laughs> you know? though, that might be like, okay, let's say you're, you're, you know, you call to get a pre-approval and they say you're good for five 30 you know, 530 K is a mortgage purchase price. I'm making, I'm making up a scenario, right? Yeah. Maybe the moving to barrier, you know, one of these other places outside the GTA, maybe that's all that they qualify for. And so it's like, do I want to either a not own a home or B, you know, do I move to that property, pay down some principal, build some equity and then fly back into the Toronto? Maybe I'm just thinking, you know,
2: every major city is the same thing. People, the biggest cities in the world, people need to live in, High rises. It's yeah. a necessity. There's no options. You don't just yeah. say, Well, I'm going to buy a house and leave the city because it takes two hours to get back for your job. You say, yeah. I can't afford a house. There are millions of dollars. I, I'm going to go into a building and I'm going to find a two bedroom, a three bedroom, however many kids I got, and I'm going to make yeah. it work. Like we just, yeah, I think there's sure. a little bit of privilege in the Canadian real estate buyers mindset that they need to let go of. Otherwise it's going to cost them in the end. Like it really will. Like, I don't think people understand yeah. that the, the, the sacrifices that they're making um, to, you know, have a house can be detrimental to, to their overall success in their life. Like it's, it's clearly documented in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. But right sure. now it's very emotional.
3: Um. And what? Not I mean to completely change gears here, but when you said high yeah. rises, what's going we on at the Toronto condo market? <laughs>
2: we, love we love, we changing directions. Toronto, yeah. I did so multiple like, what's, offers what's going this week. There, I can't. Four I can't offers, keep up. thirty thousand like, over asking downtown Toronto condo.
3: Say that again, Perfect. sorry?
2: Four offers, thirty thousand over asking downtown Toronto condo. It sold for five hundred eight with no parking in January. I'm uh, telling everybody on the show people are going to undersell their condos because of the market change. So I told my guy he's got parking, identical unit, nice little 490 square foot, one bedroom, right? And I said, um, you know, listed at, listed at a good price that uh, we know is on the higher side um, because you've got parking and locker and um, we'll have an offer date. And sure enough, yeah. not only did we list it for $92,000 more than the last sale, which is more than what a parking spot would cost, but we got $30,000 over asking. So we sold for wow. $122,000 more than the last sale in January.
3: That's an expensive parking spot, right?
2: Well, that's what I mean. It's not just the parking. It's market appreciation. No, it's bringing the right buyer. I know, But there are, all... are $100,000 parking spots, just not in that building.
1: Yeah, it's so, all relative. But listen, I, I, my friend told me about uh, a launch they did in Hamilton this week and they got 3,000 worksheets for 300 units in 2 days. Like mm-hmm. they they have platinum, remember we learned about platinum level? They got these yeah. p- 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 platinum level brokers who were given allocations that they like everybody oversold the building. Yeah. People like people sold units that couldn't got- they couldn't fulfill.
2: Yeah, if you got 20 worksheets and only one of them got filled, you're probably not as platinum as you thought.
1: No, in Hamilton, <laughs> but the, I mean, listen, if people are buying into buildings that are, you know, 14, 16, 20 stories in Hamilton, they're definitely mm-hmm. going back to those high rises here in Toronto because at some point, everybody likes to be close to the flame, right? There's something about the flame. There's something about (laughs) the flame that makes everybody want to live in the city, right? In the city. Eventually these restaurants will open up and there'll be bands playing and people drunk in the the streets.
2: People. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in elevators that are shoulder to shoulder again, going,
3: yeah, you You know, with no mask.
1: mask. Yeah.
2: That's, that's normal. That's, we're going to get back to that eventually. Right. So um, I'm very optimistic about the condo market.
1: Yeah, the condo market is bananas all across the board. We're, yeah. we're seeing all kinds of stuff this week in the news about uh, construction industry pumping out more. 18 houses for every one person that they bring in through immigration at the moment, which I don't mm. even know why that's a thing Let's to focus difference. on because <laughs> most of those houses that are being built, if not all of them, were sold, I don't know, two years ago. At least yeah. in a house, that's right? Like a,
2: that's like a bearish um, uh, mindset, right? Like they're just trying to figure out like how to make this. If I take to this, this to sound yeah. like an oversupply.
1: If I take this yeah. metric and this one and I <laughs> divide them by each other, whoa, it's negative. Let's let's run with this, <laughs> and that's that's what they do. But uh, we have again, construction industry fears a skilled trade shortage, right? So we already have a shortage. We have. Other articles talking about delays in construction in Toronto right now because of supply chain shortage, labor shortage. So we fear a further skilled trade shortage. We're already in a shortage. Toronto's exploding home prices. Like, everything is excessive exuberance. Like, everything is looking like... It's, uh, it's, we don't have enough places for people to live. We don't have enough and we cannot satiate this market. So, can't keep up. It, what the hell is going to happen in this year? This year, what is going to happen in Durham? Right? What's going to happen in Barrie? What's going to happen in Hamilton? And obviously, whatever happens there gets magnified in Toronto, doesn't it?
2: No, no, the, the, like we talked no. about. No,
1: no, uh,
2: there's an evening out. This was the Toronto housing market and this was the nine Oh five, right? There's a gap. And now the gaps have gone like this because there's been the urban sprawl. The difference between a house back in Peterborough and a house sprawl. in Scarborough has never been so close. The mm. difference between a house in Barrie and a house in North York has never been so close. Yes. It costs more still to be in the city, but there's been a lot of money that's left the Toronto market to go into these other areas. And that's why they've gone up so much. I mean, the prices of a house new in New
1: trends. So we are increase. seeing new trends forming, or old trends reforming. Depending is, on your is, perspective, it is what
2: it is. They're just the perception is it's cheaper to move out of the city, so the people are leaving. Um, the perception is that Toronto's expensive, so less people are going to start their search there than maybe a typical year, or maybe the necessity to be in Toronto is not as high, so people are going to want to you know look elsewhere, right? Because they think, oh, it's congested. It's dangerous it's uh, we've seen this before
1: right we've seen this before this has happened here before and what's gonna happen it's like a wave it'll like come back and it'll go back it's like being in the wave pool yeah
3: so we we also
1: see stuff just came out today rent prices for retail stores just dropped by more than 13 percent in toronto that's a factor right
2: well anyways the rent prices were too high yeah
1: this is on retail, so I mean, retail is going to get hit pretty hard.
2: Absolutely, national sports closing. Like, yeah, you're selling profitable too. In profitable. One hundred and twenty thousand square foot warehouse. Like, rethink this, <laughs> right? Yeah. This. A lot of things so, are yeah.
1: are going to get rethunk, right? Yeah. Floor 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 prints are going to shrink. Yeah. Mortgages? It's an
3: interesting follow with everything, right? Just everything that's going on right now. You can look at so many different factors and wonder what influences what, like with, you know, with, with the retail stuff, how many, like if you've got a store downtown, right? The bottom of an office building, that's 40 stories high, 50, 60 stories high, nobody's working in there. Right. Like, so they have to drop. Like there's nobody, mm-hmm. you know, but, you, you got to work with, with the tenant, I think in that case. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So as a landlord, you mean, how can the you charge more rent with a tenant? Wait, right? like, it's like, i got nobody coming through. I'm going to shut down. Or, yeah, but
1: who the know, hell is, is still like, I'm going to hang on until this thing's over? Oh, Who's well, still hanging yeah. on? What the hell's wrong with you? Why are yeah. you hanging on? Come on the show. I want to know why you're still hanging on. What the hell could have been so good to hang on through this still?
3: Well, I think that they just, you know, sometimes knowing that the end is there is the hardest thing, right? Like mm-hmm. Admitting it. Right, sometimes reality or even you need do an action; it becomes the reality, and people are scared of that. If that makes sense,
1: but it's February. Like this is almost a year of being shut down, opened up, wanting to be opened up, getting opened up, shutting down. Like, how? I don't understand how much money somebody wants to continually lose to stay open in this. Yeah. So, but what's gonna yeah, happen? Depends
2: on your position. You're gonna re- some, some people. Yeah. People who are nearing retirement, I'm talking to, are shutting down. They were like, look, I was ready to retire. I was just, you know, kind of doing my my, my routine yeah. every single so, what... uh, day, day that I woke up. So now it's time to sell the business. It's time to find someone to take it over. It's time to just shut it down, right?
1: Right. So, well, yeah, I mean, news like this, 13% down in retail. I mean, a lot of the retail on the nice main streets of Toronto are owned by you know, small mom and pop people that just bought a slice of Toronto whenever they could, right? Some of them even live upstairs probably and and run a store downstairs. So what's going to happen if they were like on the cusp, you know, if I should sell this thing, you know, I'm getting old, I should get out. They're going to jump, like inventory is going to soar now, isn't it? Didn't didn't prices just go down considerably if rents are are down that, that high, that much? Like, because most of them, sense. well, most, most of them are being u- looked at on some kind of a cap rate, not as a development site, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, definitely. if your rent just went down thirteen plus percent, then the value of your property just went down from s- well, some is, is point a in time.
3: between that is commercial because commercial real estate's still really strong, would it not be?
1: Well, but retail Dependent is, is not right. Retail Dependent, is yeah, fucking hammered.
2: Moves. Automotive is not doing great. Right, these automotive yeah. places that uh, are are like the automotive businesses. Every mechanic shop is is doing really poorly right now because no one's driving. They used to yeah. be doing, you know, I don't know,
0: a thousand customers
2: yeah. a, a a year or whatever it was, and they're down probably thirty, forty percent. Right, cars wow. on the road. So um, if that's your tenant, then that's that's where you're going to have issues. Right, if you got um, a food court, right in the mall. Oh food court <laughs> death. Right?
1: <laughs> Death. If you're See a you mall, later. a mall in general, like how are you yeah. surviving through this as a mall? Yeah. Especially yeah. these big expensive ones like Yorkdale. Nobody able to go to Yorkdale. Like, yeah. How many of Something's those... Something's going on. Like even... Uh, what's it called over here at Young and Steels? I forget what they call it now. Is it called Centerpoint? Centerpoint has the lowest end stores to begin with. How in the world are they not skipping out on their rent... When nobody's right. allowed in the mall for the last year. Like, yeah. those places were on the fringe to begin with. You know, it's funny. I drive up and down Young Street with my family wondering, how is that store in business? Like, who goes and shops there? And So,
2: I, I had a client with uh, some commercial rent assistance needs um, recently. And, and it's been a struggle. So. It's not as easy as as the the government just gives you the money and you get your 90% because you're shut down and you're in that industry or 65% if you're uh, open, but you've got significant, um, you know, business losses, right? Like you got to have everything in order, right? So there's some people who are missing out on that action, but definitely all those retail people, if they're organized and have been doing their accounting properly and everything like that in the malls, they're getting 90% of their rent covered. That's what the program is.
1: Yeah, but how much of their revenue did they lose?
2: Wow, Who the no, hell can why, shop in a mall going to the banks and refinancing or selling or, or whatever? Like that's, that's the, that's the fear right now is how long private. can they last with no, there's with your no answer income. to private, right? Yeah. That's so, that's the why rent. the
1: private lenders are doing so well.
2: They're getting into business. There you go.
1: It's worth the risk.
2: So did we solve any of the world's problems on this show today or no? I think all what of them, of, pretty, pretty are we, sure. Are we back to square one or are we? <laughs>
3: yeah. And I hope to be the, the first person to come back three times. That would be uh, a uh, yeah. quite... uh,
2: You're in, that's it. <laughs> you will go. We, need, we need mortgage updates. It, it seems like right now with the market, there's um a healthy mortgage market for people to be able to still get money. I know it's tougher and everything else like that, but it yeah. seems like funds are accessible still. And I think we've talked about this before is when markets crash, it's because the government has made those funds less accessible and that it's very tough to be able to get financing and qualify. I think people really are honed in on uh, what, what it's going to take. And I think yeah. that that's helpful. That's what's keeping the market afloat. I think it's really yeah, interesting
1: to see the cycle that's going on here where we have, we have TK who's like dirty boots in the ground all day with the, with the buyers and the sellers, you know, seeing the market about to start getting on fire just tearing up going crazy and then start to show a little bit more inventory than there was last week. Where on your end, I guess you would lag him a little bit anyways, right? Where you're, you know, from your perspective, you got money coming off from everywhere, people are needing, you know, there's not enough inventory. You have two clients on the on the same house, neither one of them gets it. You know, like and then and then all the news is talking about excessive exuberance. I wonder if this will actually kind of follow an arc even further towards what TK is saying, where there's going to be, you know, next week's news is going to be, there's a lot more inventory. And if we talk to Mike, it's going to be like, yeah, you know, more people are getting the houses that they're bidding on right now. I wonder if that's an actual cycle. There's two Uh, different markets
2: at work too, right? So Mike and I are kind of just like a little bit further away. He works at a lot of the GTA, um, but some of those properties are probably outside the GTA. So that's something that's a factor. Um, but definitely, what I'm seeing in the secondary markets is what we were seeing all year, like from January to you know beginning of February here in the GTA. So I think that that's um, um, part of
3: it, right? So you, and you, you think I, I was uh, one of my friends said to me when there was an offer, he had a listing, and there was like 24 offers or something, and he said the crazy thing is, is there's still 23 people looking for that exact same property, right? Like, uh-huh. so until everybody's needs get fixed, you're going to have an inventory shortage in a lot of areas, right? Like in, in GTA, if there's more listings coming out, that's going to solve that. But you know, in Durham, I mean, I can click on my realtor.ca app and, you know, do a little circle around my house of a kilometer and there's maybe one listing, maybe two, like it's yeah. in, until there's more listings that hit the market all across Ontario, it's, it's going to be this, right? So we, we need more listings. And, and why aren't people listing? Are they scared of the pand- Like They don't want people coming through with COVID. Is it the pandemic? They think it's going to keep going up and it's not time yet. Like, I, I don't know. Everyone's different, so there's no right answer to that. But you know, once there's more listings, that will change a lot.
1: I think before we get anywhere close to an actual balanced market where we can satiate the demand with supply, they're going to open up those immigration gates. And we will have never seen a market like we're about to see next, but then yeah. at some point when they let all these people in and things are going good, they're going to, they're going to hike those rates to, to people's thresholds and see what happens. It seems yeah. more like a new money experiment than anything else. And we're a, yeah. we're a good enough sample size in Canada of 35, 38 million versus, you know, trying something like this on a 300 million person, uh, uh, country because it's going to yeah. be painful i gotta think but it seems we'll like see they're that, that i will tell they keep That's they keep Darryl's hinting towards you it, it
2: here first folks yes <laughs> first for the third time on the rise
1: and i will be cool. right momentarily for a bit sometimes well
2: thanks um thanks for joining us for the second time mike oh no problem uh, guys
1: thanks it was good to see you guys
2: we we appreciate it we know that no uh, you're a busy guy but we've got to get we got to get the uh, listeners oh, and the viewers the mor- mortgage market update uh it's just as important as our real estate update and it seems like you know things are still good the fear of of rates rising wildly Ooh. out of control it, that that's overstated
3: yeah let, let, let's pretend rates go back up to that 2.74 it is what it is, right? Like yeah. now if they go to five, like I said, like I showed you the example of 4.74, that's a big deal, right? But if they yeah, go but... up
1: to 2.74, you have to qualify at like 6.74.
3: No, right? no, if they go, they, we're still, um, it's it, you have to qualify it at the posted rate still. So which is the 4.74 anyway. Don't...
2: So, I love how I said that in the beginning because I never really thought about that either. Is Everyone's been qualifying for the same amount of money since right. the beginning of this whole entire thing. So rates being low and everyone's like well, oh rates are low. Well, that really isn't in, infusing as much money as we we think it does. It gives people the confidence to go and pay less, so therefore they're you know, yeah. but it's not actually giving them buying power.
3: No. Yeah. No. It's a funny thing, eh, because that's a, it's a common thing I go, well, I guess with rates so low, I mean, that's why everyone's buying all these crazy. Well, maybe That's maybe, why
1: everybody's going farther away.
3: Yeah, maybe their personal budget they're looking and they're like hey now we can afford more so if they're buying for you know like some people will come to me and i say hey you qualify for you know this much and they say well that's great i want to buy for two hundred thousand less than that right maybe yeah, rates course. kicking in lower have made them go you know what why not i'm gonna buy for the full you know you know I, I don't know but
2: because it's cheaper yeah could be
3: yeah yeah good
2: well, thanks, Mike. We'll uh, we'll pick thanks, it up again guys. with you in a few months. You bet. Thank See where you. we stand in the mortgage market update Absolutely. with Mike. Stay uh, safe, everybody. Shameless, shameless plug, Mike. Put your put your info out there.
3: Yeah. So core mortgage, C O R E, Mortgage.ca. And uh, always you can go on there. All my info's on there, my phone number. Um, I always tell people, feel free, look up my info. You can call me anytime just to chat or have any questions. I'm always here. So thank awesome.
2: you. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate
1: it. Go to the description below for links to. What about Mike. liking and subscribing our video? Yes, Dale? it's too late for that. Too late that. Too late for that. Okay, late for that. We'll have yeah, to insert that somewhere else. Yeah, next show. Through <laughs> next the magic show. of editing, please subscribe yeah. earlier yeah. in the show. Thank you. Sweet.
3: All right. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah. Thanks for doing it, Mike. I know it's. Right, yeah, man. No problem, No like so,
3: stuff today. No, no. I got baseball in. in uh, I think three more hours. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we were like right. down locked out right now it's uh now it's open back
2: there a big baseball guy too mike's my baseball yeah. friend and actually you two are both my baseball friends cuz no one else yeah. really likes baseball anymore <laughs> yeah. my son's supposed yeah. to be
1: at baseball like now but we decided we would wait till his next turn in the rotation
3: oh is he so to, is, are you guys who are you are you in york or are you like are you he open plays for
1: richmond hill so yeah. we live in toronto we're on lockdown but their facility is in uh, Concord. Yeah, nice. So what don't is it? Just... Like batting practice? What is it? I don't know. Ten, ten people at a time indoors um, hitting, throwing balls to each other. Nothing can spread through a ball, right?
2: <laughs> no.
3: That's the only thing that it, it doesn't stick to. Flies off of it.
1: <laughs> that's the only thing that's foolproof in this whole... All,
3: all, all right. right, but
2: Mike, that's what you're that you your guys doing too. I guess it would be um I imagine, right?
3: Yeah, so well both actually. So yesterday both. Nolan had it. And uh, so Nolan's he's he's playing now double A ball. So um yeah. and so
2: they're doing what? They're doing the they're just inside a facility throwing a ball around. Yeah, practice.
3: so same thing, right? Like half no. the team. So the funny thing is, is generally like I coach both of them. I'm one of the coaches, so you have a two hour practice. You cut the team in half one hour with six kids and then one hour with six or seven depending on the team right yeah. one team is 13 12. and then yeah basically my man and my wife will come pick them up after or drop them off and then I've got to stay and coach the whole time right but yeah so it's all right're like it's good forget you them.
2: kids my, you're, my son's not in this group you guys just coach yourself
3: <laughs> I know right you're on your own but I don't mind it it's good like they they've gone it was funny my, my, my older one yesterday is like dad really like you've had baseball five times this week I'm like, dude you just sat for three months and did nothing so mm. don't complain right like it, they get so into fortnight and stuff like that where it's like oh now i got to do something active it's oh my god my to list. get my
1: son to go outside is like painful
3: i know right so that's why i got to break the trend and like, so we had pitching yesterday my older one and then the other one had hitting yesterday and you know, practice today practice tomorrow practice wednesday practice thursday practice saturday <laughs> like holy it's fuck crazy five times a week now for my older guy so
2: amazing yeah
3: that's, yeah. A, that's a nice yeah. shift yeah, yeah
2: you get good. back into routines I'm and stuff like that i can't happy wait for to do it yeah for sure things to start going my guy started swimming again and jiu jitsu will go back uh, you know open in the next couple of weeks probably so no oh, for sure Keep going every class that's available he's there
3: oh that's it right like that's what i say and also you want to see your friends Cause the only way you're going to see them is if you have like sports with them, right? Like outside of school. Right. Cause there's yep. no, you know, I'm not dropping off at your buddy's house to hang out inside. I don't know where they have been, what they've been doing. And just so. Yeah. Or maybe they I've don't want us table. there. Yeah.
2: right. The so. ones there for like, eh, I don't know. Butler household. Can't have those yeah. kids over. That guy's been yeah, everywhere.
3: I don't know where TK's been. I don't know
2: where I've been. He's right. well, got a comfortable be looking beard. Yep.
3: Yeah. Take it easy, everybody. Adios. Thanks, Mike. I'd We'll, uh, no we'll chat with talk, talk to you later. Talk to you later. Talk soon. Bye.
0: New on Curiosity Stream.